Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of Brown Girls Read podcast. This is your host Aman Tiwana and this is Kathy Thakur and both of us love reading books. On this podcast we bring our favorite books to you and discuss the parts that were most meaningful to us and how we found them interesting or relatable as brown girls. Today we are discussing Fair Play by Eve Rodsky in which she offers a revolutionary real world solution to the problem of unpaid invisible work that women have shouldered for too long. The problem that she has explained in the book is extremely prevalent in our society and the solution that she has provided is eye-opening and super easy to implement but before discussing it further let's hear a quick word from our sponsor Fair play touches on unequal division of unpaid labor and how it affects women disproportionately and especially mothers Eve mentions how watching her mother struggle to bring up kids alone had a big impact on her wanting an equal partnership for herself and that kind of reminded me of our indian upbringing where even though dads are present their contribution is mainly monetary or maybe enforcing rules in the house but when it comes to the grunt work it's mostly on moms even when moms are working it's on them to make sure that the lunches are packed kids are being helped with the homework they are managing the tuitions and million other things yeah you know the thought of handling all of those things makes me so scared if i ever have <laughs> kids <laughs> i feel like i'll be that lazy mom not sending her kids to school not making pies or cakes for them i feel like my kids are going to have mommy issues kathy you should read this book called laziness does not exist cause When I hear you say this, I'm just hearing all the society's expectations that you feel. Oh my god, yeah. I just fell right in the trap, right? Something that Eve has also mentioned that <laughs> we shouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. You know, and one more thing I have noticed is that our society has now actually started appreciating women for being highly active even after having a baby and doing all the work. But I'm always thinking, you know, that instead of putting women on the pedestal because she's doing all the work, we should probably teach our men to equally do the work. No one has really looked at the problem of why women have to do all this work. It's because men are not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And in all fairness, I feel like when Eve says that sometimes men really want to help us, but even they don't know, you know, how they can actually help us. like it's easier to probably do it ourselves rather than teaching them to your point of putting women on pedestal for how much they do that's how society has operated always they have associated women's worth to how much they can produce whether it's producing babies or household work or other things like that i also read somewhere recently i think that when this whole feminist movement started It kind of happened as a phenomenon that women were given permission to go out and work as long as their familial duties and their motherly duties were also being fulfilled. This gave birth to this term called soccer mom or a super mom who does anything and everything. It makes me wonder where is the term super dads? Where is the term soccer dads? Do they not exist at all? Yeah, that's such a good point, you know. I think even our media 
like shows and movies are always showing women doing all the work and then dads are basically just you know showing up and it reminds me of this episode of modern family that i was watching recently in that episode everyone in the family is asked this question what does it mean to be a dad and the episode ends with jay saying being a dad just means showing up and i was like no that's such a wrong message that <laughs> you're sending out to all the men out there showing up is probably the basic human part of being a dad you know i know that's the first step yeah. there are things to do after that do you even know what to do after that <laughs> right and i think jay definitely wasn't a great example of a good husband or a great dad like he had his moments but he wasn't really doing anything yeah you're right and also it's important to note that even women don't value their time equally to men and i think that's a very important distinction that this book brought up you know women do so many things related to housework children their homework doctor visits bank work etc etc but somewhere even they don't believe that what they do is important as compared to what their husbands are doing in the day that is such a loaded point you know i feel there's so much behind it one of the things that i can think of is how culturally our society deems men's time more important and also that whatever they do is more meaningful while at the same time women are doing equally important things at home to keep the household running to keep the children alive and fed but whatever they are doing is treated sort of worthless but nobody yeah. has stopped to question how many men would have been able to go out to make that quote unquote difference in the world if they also had to come home and take care of all the chores buy groceries clean the house take care of kids take them to school and doctors and you know that endless list i know i know what you mean i think men won't be able to do it <laughs> see you give me oh, no. that card <laughs> I keep falling into this trap. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think another big player is money, of course, because money is such a power trip. Men do get paid more even for the same level jobs. Not that every couple can afford to be at same level jobs, but even in those cases men make more money and that makes them believe that they themselves are more valuable because it somehow keeps translating into how worthy a person is. it's inevitable that if you're getting paid more you start to feel like your time is more important and more valuable that's very true and this also affects women because they feel that their time is less valuable and that they're less worthy it's sort of like a vicious circle i feel yep definitely and you know in the book eve has written something about this time inequality that we women are making a strong point now how our time is not measured equally in the workplace but we still are not talking about how our time isn't fairly measured at home until i read this i didn't think about it in that way or maybe i did subconsciously but never put the two things together the way eve has done it now i'm like yeah why are we not prioritizing our time outside work whenever i'm talking about this with my mom she is always telling me to adjust and make food in the house or <laughs> clean the house you know and i'm like i don't have time to do that but i feel like this this also is related to you know how even other people don't value women's time in the house equally to men's 
Yeah, and I think in our culture, adjust is the motto when it comes yeah. to women, right? For anything, not just <laughs> right. time, for anything and everything. They're like, yeah, adjust. You're right. you're born to adjust, basically. Right. But I also feel like it can become too much fighting at some point if you're just one woman fighting at workplace, fighting at home, fighting your culture, fighting your mom. I guess you get tired. At one point, you're just like, I'll just shut up and do this work and not complain because it seems like I'm complaining a lot everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But I really like that this book shed light on unpaid labor, something that has always fallen on women disproportionately, not just in our culture. I think it's a global thing. It's also something that has been crucial in supporting the global economy, and yet it's never acknowledged. I forgot whose video it was. It was a woman official in New Zealand, I think. She did a TED Talk on this topic and shared her research on how much contribution unpaid labor makes towards the GDP globally, and yet nobody seems to care. Oh my God, the amount of work that women are doing that goes unpaid is insane. It's almost like women are single-handedly raising the generation of tomorrow that will be responsible for the global GDP, but they themselves are not acknowledged for this humongous task. Even women don't realize it. There isn't enough awareness about this, which is so sad. And, you know, it also reminds me of all these sentences that I've heard from my dad growing up when he was talking to my mom. Sentences like, you know, what do you do at home all day? Or you're always sitting at home doing nothing. And he never realized that the food that he's getting on time or the fact that the house is clean all the time and children are well-fed, well-tutored and happy is because of mom. Moms who are basically doing all the unpaid work thinking that it is their duty. I know. It's such a thankless job. Kids are not in a state to recognize. They are too young. So they get a pass. But what about the men? And especially if you yourself don't realize it and don't fight for it, it becomes even more pitiful, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nobody will ever fight for you. That's true. Since we're talking about thankless men, I also feel like not all men are like that. But even the most well-meaning men often say how they help their wives. And this whole idea of men helping women and then applauding themselves for being better than other men, I find it just ridiculous. And you know, there's a quote in this book, which is such a great response to all men who say they help their wives. It says, helping means this is not my job. Helping means I'm doing you a favor. Helping means this is your responsibility. Helping implies that the helper is going above and beyond. A full partnership means turning away from the idea of help entirely and taking on responsibility in an even manner. That's such a wholesome quote, you know. I feel like everyone should read this. Yeah, and maybe even print it up and put it around the house as a reminder to all the helpers. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about another thing that the book brought up, which is multitasking. You know how all these videos say that women are better at multitasking than men. I was actually honestly so surprised when the book said that there is no real data supporting this claim. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you fell for it. 
I actually figured it out a while ago that we have all been fed this lie our entire lives that women are multitaskers. And by doing this, I think we have been set up to take on more and do menial tasks because men can easily be like, please don't disturb me. I'm focusing on my single most important task. I'm a man. I cannot multitask. And of course, they also believe this because their entire lives, they have heard this message that men can't multitask. It's a women thing. Yeah. And you have no idea how many times I have taken tasks over from my husband thinking that he can't multitask. So I'll do it and get it over with. My life has been such a lie. I feel so (laughs) sad. (laughs) I don't believe in this whole idea of a gendered brain. I think it's such bullshit. Honestly, gender is a societal construct. Brains are just brains until society starts to shape them. The biggest example of this I see around myself is parents who buy their sons shitload of trucks and then they'll also show them cartoons of trucks. And all of this is happening with the projected excitement. And when the kid starts loving the trucks, then they'll go like, oh, you know, we didn't do anything. It's just something biological that he loves trucks. It's the same thing with makeup for little girls, right? Yeah. Like little girls love makeup. If you put makeup in front of them all the time, then that's what they're going to use and do, right? Yeah. Like there are kids who enjoy nail paint because it's just color, right? If if they see their moms applying nail paint, they also want it. But if from a young age, you start scolding them like, oh, no, boys don't do this. Then they're going to internalize that message. Right. Yeah. Now let's talk about the fair play system that addresses all of the issues that we have talked about, like multitasking, unpaid labor, gendered responsibilities, and unequal distribution of work. The system that Eve has created provides a chance to fairly divide all the tasks at home among partners. And when I read how the system works, I was like, of course, it is so obvious. It is so simple and easy. Of course, it should have been like this right from the beginning. Yeah, you are so right. And at the core of it, the idea is that you own the task that you're doing, right? There's a quote in the book which says that the deepest resentment lies in the conception and planning because therein lies the bulk of the mental and emotional weight. When I read it, I kind of looked back at my interactions with my friends and I cannot count the number of times I've heard from them that if they are the ones who have to figure out the meals, they have to plan the entire thing, and then they have to instruct their husbands on what to do and how to do it, they feel like that they might as well do the entire task themselves. Yeah. And it's something that is said out loud, I believe, but maybe in passive-aggressive way mostly. Even then, there is such a gap in understanding, even for women, what is it that bothers them so much? Is it the decision fatigue? Is it the guilt? Is it the disappointment? And I think this is where Eve did a great job of explaining this whole conception, planning, execution system that these three components make up a task. Just by understanding the system, you get the vocabulary and the language to communicate it better. And, you know, even at work, you are responsible for conception, planning and execution of your work end to end. So why not do it at home? Because you're not getting paid at home, Kyati. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but then, but women then, are also not getting paid, right? Like, yeah, it's so exactly. <laughs> and you know, I've also started talking to my friends about fair play. And also with my partner. I'm 
easing him into it right now there like are a lot that. of discussions going on <laughs> i like that you're easing him into it <laughs> you know i actually thought of getting this book for my friends but then immediately there was this another thought in my head like would they even want it or would they yeah, be offended uh, am right. i telling my friends how to live their lives or something i feel like a lot of times women including our friends choose the path of least resistance like so what if they have to do a little more so what if they have to put up with something at least there's less bickering and fighting i think it's such a slippery slope yeah you know i actually gifted this book to one of my friends and also the fair play cards and she didn't appreciate it at all she <laughs> probably not a great gift <laughs> Well, you know, I honestly believe this is not an easy read. The reason being that it makes you look at your own biases and your own role in the situation as well. You can't just blame right. men. We are all creatures of our conditioning. We have all been brought up in this messed up, unfair system. So, if we are trying to resolve it, we have to look at ourselves as well and take responsibility to create better systems for ourselves and if you're a parent then maybe also you know a responsibility of raising a child with a better system in place that's very true and i don't think there is enough awareness about this in our society women have themselves accepted that they will be doing all the work once the child is born and they don't even want to consider that there is a possibility or there is a system like this that can be developed that could actually help them you know this makes me sad because they are missing out on the unicorn space Yeah, I love the concept of unicorn space so much because it gives you the time and the flexibility to grow and focus on yourself too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think everyone deserves that, not just men, not just children. Every human being deserves that. Right. And now let's also talk about why this book gets brownie points from us. I love this book, so I have a lot of brownie points to give. the first of which i'll give because i really like that she has actually explained her process of developing the system her personal experiences of being a mom and that of her friends and all the research she did is very informative to read yeah i loved how it started with that shit i do list i yeah. think it's a great idea <laughs> and it was so amazing to see like all the women coming up with with these tasks that they do, that they do every day you know smaller smaller tasks that you don't even realize that you're doing oh this reminds me i have done a version of it myself i just remembered that at one point even i was bogged down by how much stupid work i have to do around the house and i felt like i was doing a lot of it so i started like jotting it down also noting how much time each thing takes i just didn't stick with it but i did yeah. it, like some version of it Yeah I realized that I have been taking out my cat litter every morning so I actually timed it it takes me 8 <laughs> minutes to do that and, and you know since I'm easing my husband into all this I gave him this example that it takes me 8 minutes every day to do this good progress kathi <laughs> yeah I also love that she has described the whole CPE system that she developed in such a simple step by step way and maybe my favorite part is that she provides a lot of language and vocabulary to us so that we can have these conversations in a healthy way i think she also mentions that plans don't work systems do which is also something that we read in atomic habits yeah. the book by james clear and this fair play system is something that definitely would work for every couple i think yeah and i definitely want to give her brownie points for gamifying the system 
yeah. with her cards and you don't even have to buy the cards i think she has a printable on her website that you can download right. and make cards out of it you can do it in such a fun way she suggests that people should do weekly check-ins to monitor their progress they can also do it on their date nights or do something fun with it and all the anecdotes of people who shared how they are doing this on their weekly taco nights or over drinks or while they are walking i just found all of it so sweet and endearing yeah and now before we end the episode we also want to share some of our current reads with you kathy you want to go first yes so again i am reading a fiction book called pureland by zarar saeed it is a book about a testimony from an assassin where he claims responsibility for the murder of a nobel prize winning physicist salim aga this book is set up in pakistan super interesting read especially because the writing is so eloquent and enjoyable i definitely recommend it you know it's funny that this is the second time in a row you are recommending a fiction <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> what happened to you i don't know Well, funnily, I also have a non-fiction recommendation again. Oh my god. <laughs> We have switched places, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually listening to Barack Obama's A Promised Land and I'm oh, actually wow. really enjoying it. Like there's something about listening to him tell his own story is and with his what, voice. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I every day I go for a walk and I'm listening to him for like one hour. That's, That's amazing. That's like a good experience. Yeah, I know. I think I'm also going to buy an Audible for that. That makes so much sense because I love his voice. I could probably sleep while listening to him, you know. <laughs> But then you miss on the book. <laughs> That's true. I also have another recommendation. A coworker of mine, she gave me this book recently. It's called War Heroine Speak. It's by Dr. Nusrat Rabi. and it's stories of seven women survivors who were subjected to rape and torture by pakistani army during 1971 bangladesh war it's a heavy read of course but i think it's also a really important book because it tells people like how people are affected behind the scenes of war and most of them are women oh wow i love the premise of the book yeah. i think i'll find it interesting so that's all for today For our next episode, we are bringing Eve Rodsky herself to tell you more about the Faithful System. Until then, keep listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Brown Girls Read Podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating and a comment. You can support us at anchor.fm/browngirlsread/support. Your support will allow us to continue this podcast and bring more episodes to you. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram Brown Girls Read Pod and Brown Girls Read One on Twitter. If you have book recommendations for us, you can leave us a comment or message on our social media and you can also subscribe to us on YouTube for more content.